previously on 10 Minutes in the Field. We believe God was leading us to reach the Fulani people with the gospel. They began to shout insults at us. They began to mock us. And that began to turn to some threats, threaten us. And before long, the rocks began to fly as I began driving away. And she said, they're covered in blood. Oh. Covered in blood. I'd been hit on the head several times. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to today's podcast. Before we continue with Mr. Peter Vakak's story, I would like you to be in prayer for the leaders training that's happening right now in Rwanda. I've posted a couple of pictures on my Facebook page if you would like to see. Like I mentioned before, our goal is to have every student in Rwanda hear the gospel from a friend and to have every student growing in their walk with the Lord. For that to happen, one of the things we shall need is a team of youth leaders that are excited and equipped to carry out evangelism and discipleship. Please continue to keep us in prayer. Without any further ado, let's find out what happened to Mr. Peter Vakaik after the story. The next morning, some of the staff, most of the staff said, we have to go, we have to go, sun up, we have to leave. I said, no, just wait. We're not going to run away just like that. We'll wait until after noon, after lunch, because our next destination was about four hours away through the desert. Mm. As the Lord would have it, that morning, two young men came and knocked on that steel door. Mm. We opened and we looked carefully, you know, wondering who was coming. They said, we were there last night at the show. At the show. Mm. We want to hear what you have to say about Isa al-Masihu, Jesus the Messiah. We didn't ask them if they were ones that were throwing <laughs> the, <laughs> the stones. Mm. Uh, we invited them in, mm. locked the gate quickly again, and uh, opened scripture with them. Shared the gospel. gospel. After about two hours, both of them received Christ as their Savior. How fantastic. Mm. We left. After lunch, I told our pastor there, uh, you don't have to stay given the the hostile situation. Come come back with us. Mm. No, no. God has called us to be here. Mm. There are people that need to be discipled. Mm. We're staying. I really appreciated his faith. Mm. And so they stayed. That month following that stoning, there were no less than 50 that came usually at night, one at a time, two at a time. Mm. Can you tell us about Isa? How can we know Isa like our friend? With two young men. Two young men. Mm. And then it became 50. And in a couple of months, it was 300. And now it became thousands, and it's gone beyond counting. Mm. And now in an area where certainly a white man can never go, Mm. Christians are dying daily there. Mm. There are thousands of Wodabe Fulani that know Jesus Christ Mm. as their Savior. Mm. It only took a few bumps on the head. (laughs) <laughs> Only if I was on the head. And the Lord used wow. that to as a turning point mm. in that ministry. Could you tell us about, I know you've shared with me this story of, uh, again, some young men that uh, watched you set up a show 
and uh, we're, we're kind of doing some something to stop that show. You know, um, yes. just, David, yeah. that was very early in our, our ministry. I think mm. we were only in Nigeria just a few months. Mm. And the Lord had already laid on my heart mm. for rural evangelism. Mm. You know, in Nigeria, in the big cities, there's a church on every corner. Yeah. Most of them are not very doctrinally sound, but mm. there's a church everywhere. But if you go out into the bush, mm. maybe you have to cross through a couple of rivers mm. and there's no road. You have to make sure you have four-wheel drive and mm. you reach out in the bush. Mm. There's no electricity, of course. These people need to hear the gospel as well. And so I had gathered uh, equipment. I bought a, a generator. Mm -hmm. I bought... Uh, a couple of loudspeakers, I brought a, an amplifier, mm. a video projector, made a, a screen, all of the equipments, the cables, mm. the cords, everything. And I had set all of this up on our mission compound before we left mm. and tested it. Mm. And everything was working was very fine, mm. perfect. And so we're going out, we arrive out in the bush at this village. And after greeting everyone and everything, and, and then it began to be dark, we had our equipment set up and we started the generator, but there was a problem. The engine was running, mm -hmm. but it wouldn't bring light. There was no power coming out. Mm. And I had just tested this thing hours before that mm. on the mission compound. Oh, wow. I said to our team, everybody come here, gather. And we stood by the, the pickup truck and we bowed our heads and we prayed. We said, Lord, mm. we know you brought us here. We, we know you have a plan. Mm. These people need to hear the gospel. Mm. Help, Lord, we, we don't know what's happening. Mm. Amen. We walked back to the generator pulled the cord again it started up and immediately it brought light wow fantastic mm. so we showed the film we preached the gospel uh, a number of people received christ that night it was fantastic mm. the next morning we were counseling with the new believers mm. and then th that was friday night so the next night saturday night we show a different film mm. But the same thing happened. We started the generator. The engine would run, mm. but no power. So we, we said, okay, we're going to pray again. Mm. Ask the Lord to take control of the situation. We prayed. We went back. We started the generator, and it brought light. Mm. Fantastic. Showed the film. Again, a number of people came to Christ. Mm. And as we're speaking with them and counseling with them, these three young men, among those that had come forward to receive Christ, they said, we want to tell you something. Mm. Last night, and again tonight, we were on top of that high hill of rocks mm. there. And we were praying to our God to dis disrupt what you were going to do, mm. not to allow you to 
speak about Jesus. And we saw, aha, we won. Our God was messing you up. He, the generator is not working. Mm. And we were all happy and everything. And then we saw you, you gathered together in a group and maybe you were praying to your God. Mm. Because then the generator would work and our God could do nothing. Mm. And again, tonight we did it again. And we know your God is greater than our God. Mm. So we listened. And we watch the movie, we listen to the message, mm. and we want to receive Jesus as our Savior. Amen. Because He is the true God. How fantastic. And He took a challenge with the generator yes. to communicate such a powerful message to those young men. Amen. I also know that those same young men went back to the village uh, in a different incident and uh, used the same testimony to mention something to one of the leaders. What, what did exactly they say? Um, what was their testimony um, with what happened that night? Because I know God used the different incidents to cause that same testimony to just go out to, I think, a chief in the village who was well, against... Yes, yeah. the, 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 you're, you're confusing two stories, mm. okay? I have to go back to the story of the stoning. Okay. Okay? Uh, that stoning happened in 2003. Okay. Five, full five years later, mm -hmm. Fulani are coming to Christ, we're discipling them. 2008, our young pastor there came south to where our mission compound was. It was a 16-hour journey. Mm. And uh, he came for a week of rest and a very harsh area to mm. live up mm. there in the, in the desert. Ladies and gentlemen, there is more to Mr. Peter Vakai's story. What part of his story encourages you most so far? Share with us in the comments below. Like I said, there is more coming up next week. I'll ask you to pray for God to bring us more friends to support the ministry of Word of Life in Rwanda. I'm currently meeting people and just sharing the vision of what God can do considering all that he has done. Just pray that these meetings will be fruitful. If you'd like to support the ministry of Word of Life in Rwanda, send me a note to my email david at wol.org that is david at wol.org hope to see you next week bye bye